Imagine how it'd feel to go into labor, confident that it's going to be an incredible experience. Hey, I'm Steph, and this is the Original Design Podcast. Hello, Ali, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm really good. I've just um, repositioned outside and there is a very loud squawking um, squawking cockatoo. So we'll see how we go with this. Me versus the cockatoo. That's so funny. So far, the cockatoo is, is one, step zero, but let's see how we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bit dicey too. I'm actually in my car because the, the house is really noisy. Oh, my gosh. I was yeah. literally doing that two seconds ago and then I was like, I don't think I'm yeah. close enough to the router. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I've got so two funny. bars here, so I'm hopeful. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, okay. So, oh, thanks so much for chatting. I'm really excited about this chat. Um, I just feel like stories are like, they're like the language just that we somehow implicitly understand. And mm. like, I know that um, when, when I was pregnant for the first time, especially, I really strongly clung to stories like positive stories mm. and so I'm just I'm really excited for everyone to hear your story because it's so incredible it's like it's probably yeah one of one of the most I think probably the most um incredible birth story that I've heard directly um which is really cool so um uh, thank you yeah yeah I, I'm yeah. so a year ago and I'm still um well, I think about it and I just grin. Like I'm just yeah. <laughs> still so happy. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, wow. Um, so if anyone wants to listen to um, the first interview that I did with Ali, it's on episode three. Um, and so this, this birth and, and labor was baby number three for, um, for Elsie. And so we're going to hear about Elsie's story right now. So, um, so, Ali, like, walk me through your positioning just, like, mentally um, last year. Obviously, you know, we were in the midst of some different kind of a, a different kind of a, a climate, I guess. Um, and mm. previously you'd had these really beautiful, like, natural, um, like, hospital births and, mm. you know, and, and so, so incredible um, and powerful. Um, but yeah, just walk me through what it was like for you getting pregnant at that time, and um, yeah, yeah, um, it was it was interesting. It was very different. Like we got pregnant well before um, COVID sort of took hold. Mm. Um, but yeah, as soon as you, I started going to the hospital appointments, um, there was there was something different. There was a pretty intense feeling around the hospitals you sit in the waiting rooms and everybody was so afraid it was quite awful like mm-hmm. we were in the midst of lockdowns um you know uh, th- there's so much policy that these poor nurses are trying to have to implement um yeah and it was just really different this time actually and and at home I was just sitting on my bed and thinking about birth and labor and kind of excited about it because I'd had such positive experiences with the hospital um and I was just, you know, I felt, I felt so cool with it. But then I had this mental image of giving birth to her in our ensuite, And I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder <laughs> if that's from God or if that's just my own fancy. But it just kind of wouldn't go away. 
And so it was in my mind and then I thought, well, I'm going to just listen to Steph's podcast again. (laughs) So I re-listened to all of the episodes of your podcast and Mm -hmm. by the end of the pregnancy I was so, I honestly felt so empowered. I was like, I reckon I can do this. I reckon I can just (laughs) stay home. And so I still went to hospital appointments um, but especially towards the end of the pregnancy, I was two weeks overdue and Mm -hmm. Um, they were pretty intense, actually. It, it was a bit sad, like um, in, in the past I've had really good experiences, but they were really wanting to induce me at 39 weeks and I said respectfully no. Um, and then at 40 weeks I was measuring small and so they were really worried, you know, that I wouldn't have enough fluid and all this sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, at 42 weeks I said um, I will come in to be induced at 42 weeks, but you must let me stay home for the weekend because I just felt like I just need the weekend. <laughs> mm. oh, so um, yeah. I, I had to sign a waiver. They told me all kinds of horrible things um, so that I could understand all the risks that I was taking because they wanted me to come in twice a day for monitoring. Wow. And, you know, wow. when you're wanting to, yeah, it really was. And when you're wanting to go into labour naturally, being in that environment twice a day for monitoring really isn't conducive to being relaxed enough to go into labour naturally, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Totally. So, and, and all of that experience just kind of pushed me to stay home for as long as I could. And mm. I thought to myself, the hospital's only 10 minutes away. I have that amazing intuition that you have when you're giving birth. I've done it before and I have the Holy Spirit. So if something's wrong, I'll know to go to the hospital. I'll just stay home <laughs> until I feel to go to hospital and I never felt to go. Yeah. So <laughs> I stayed home. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's so, I, yeah, I love that. And um, so what I'm, the next thing that I'm super curious about you sharing is the actual the labor and um something that really fascinated me and and I think it's going to bless others to hear about it is is the way that you did labor and the involvement level of of James your husband and what that was like um and the kind of like implicit this implicit agreement that you guys had and understanding and, um, yeah, so why don't you maybe walk me through the birth and then, I don't know, just, yeah, you just walk me through and I'd love to hear a little bit about that as well, that relationship piece as well. Mm, sure. He was really supportive and I was a little bit surprised because it's not really his realm um, and I think he would rather have support generally. But <laughs> yeah. he could ha- yeah. he, he he knew, you know, the the feelings around hospitals and I'd come home from appointments so disappointed one time I came home just in tears because they were really trying to induce me and one time after an appointment they just said all right we'll we'll come come now we'll induce you get your husband to bring your stuff and I'm like no you know (laughs) so you know I'd come home after battling with these guys to let me stay home (laughs) and um Mm. and he, he, yeah, I think he could see the effect of that. And so he was, he trusted me. He was like, yeah, um, he, he, he had the same piece that I had that if I did need to go, then we would go. Mm. Um, and so he was happy to just, yeah, sit tight 
and follow my lead, which was really cool. That is um, seriously, I feel like we just like cannot overstate how powerful that is. Like the yeah. the amount of peace and um, f- like just the level of faith and um, that's required to not do stuff <laughs> is mm. like, I feel like that's really, really powerful. And it just, it just reveals like the strength of your bond and, you know, like what you guys have been through together. And it just, it, I feel like it really reveals, yeah, your relationship. And, and I just think that's so powerful and what an amazing, you know, way to start, um, you know, a, um, to bring a new baby into the world, like just with that kind of a perspective. I just love that. Yeah, um, it was yeah, really so. beautiful. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's such a beautiful guy. Oh, my goodness. Like, seriously, he's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, yeah, tell me about – so you had the weekend. You're like, okay, I have the weekend, um, you know, mm. and tell me about how it went down. Yep, all right. So on the Friday, that's when um, I was at the hospital. Um, and I convinced them to let me stay home for the weekend. And I said, I'll come in on Monday to get induced if nothing happens. If labor's started, then I'm, I'm not coming in. But if nothing has happened, yes, because that's 42 weeks, then I could understand, you know. Um, I, I let them do a stretch and sweep on the Friday mm-hmm. um, because my sister is a midwife and she said that often does help. So I just thought, all right, we'll do that. And she could actually feel the baby's head. So I was pretty confident that something was going to happen soon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was a, a beautiful um, God gift, actually, because after that horrible appointment where they were telling me all the risks of staying home and that kind of thing, um, I agreed to do a, an ultrasound just to make sure that everything was okay. And the man who did the ultrasound, he was honestly like a beautiful father figure. He, he had the scan and he was like, everything is so perfect. You've got plenty of fluid. The baby's going great. The placenta's in perfect position. You've got beautiful blood flow. So that was really nice. So I, I, I feel like after, yeah, I, I just, that really built me up. Um, oh, bless so, those, yeah, bless it was really beautiful. People. Bless those people. Yeah. Hey, people that are like that. Definitely. That just, like, encourage you in your body. That's so beautiful. Amen. Yes. So that was yeah, okay. great. And um, I stayed home on Saturday and there were some contractions, which was good, complete, really irregular, but it was the first contractions that I'd had. So I was pretty encouraged by that. Yeah. Um, and sorry, my brother's just looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny. You need um, a sign like podcast in progress. <laughs> like this is, yeah, that's why right. this, this is why I'm in this weird position. Like, <laughs> I know I'm literally holding my phone in the air. <laughs> better, better pointing to it, pointing to it. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. That's hilarious. Uh, so, but yep. The things we do anyway. to get these stories out. Uh-huh. I know. Oh, that's so good. <clears throat> Yeah, so Saturday, <laughs> um, irregular, yes. irregular contractions, but still that's yes, encouraging. Contractions. Yeah, it was. And then on Sunday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I was out in the street chatting to some neighbours and the kids were riding their bikes in the street. And then mm. that's when the contractions started regularly. And I remember chatting and I just pause in my chat. <laughs> it was a good one. 
and then 10 minutes later oh that was another good one and so then yeah then it then that's when labor started so I was so excited you know after all I'd I'd gone through with the hospitals I was like yes the day before I'm in labor (laughs) you know that early labor feeling you're just woo. (laughs) yeah totally it's It's like very very exciting it's like oh it's happening like (laughs) yes it it was great wow yeah so yeah yeah, I was looking forward to um, giving the hospital a call the next day, being like, I'm not coming in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. So what, what happened next? When did it start ramping up? What did you do with the kids? Um, yeah. Um, it yep, it started ramping up. The timing was really great. So I was having fairly regular contractions that were not too uncomfortable. They just made me sort of stop in my tracks and hold on to something. Um, and I put the kids to bed. Um, at I think and then I just um, we had a housemate called Zoe beautiful girl and she she's also a nurse and so she was like on hand to look after the kids if necessary or to help me out if necessary yes Um, so I actually left Zoe and James chatting and I was just like I'm going to my room and so I got a bottle and I got my speakers and my playlist and I just labored away um, in my bedroom alone until probably about 10.30. Um, and the contractions were, they were getting intense. And just a bit of backstory there, like I'm, I'm so encouraged by people who have completely pain-free births and I just think that's the most beautiful and precious thing. I was praying with God about it um, before, probably a month or two before Elsie was born, just asking what God's plan or it was and I just it was this most beautiful thing I just felt like it wasn't going to be pain-free but that he was going to be so close and it was going to be okay and it was going to be beautiful mm, and yeah. so I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be free of pain and I was just expecting it to be a moment of surrender um, and that it was okay you know it was this uh, it was this really profound thing, actually. <laughs> I feel mm, like God was trying wow. to teach me a much bigger lesson through it all. <laughs> but, yeah, so mm. the contractions were painful, but um, I was worshipping through them. And when they got more intense, um, my heart my heart rate would sort of elevate when, you know, when a contraction is starting and you can sense that it's going to be a, quite a strong one. Mm. And then my my heart rate would elevate, but then I would just, like, call out the name of God and then his peace would come over me and yes I felt the pain but I was so okay with it it was the most bizarre it was it was this beautiful surrender and so I would I was worshiping through contractions um I didn't actually want any company I just wanted to be by myself um I got James to heat up a heat pack which I strapped to my back with a scarf (laughs) to help with the to help with the pressure at the back which really really helped actually um and so whenever I was out of water or whenever I was uh, needed a heat pack I would just let James know and he would heat it up for me and then he came to bed probably at about midnight um and when I needed him through contractions I'd he sort he sort of dozed in and out but I'd sort of wake him up and he'd hold my hand and he'd rub my back um and I was walking sort of in and out of the, the ensuite and then into bed. Um, I sort of moved around a little bit. Um, at one stage, I felt like I really needed a rest. 
um, which would have been about one or two in the morning. And so I lay in bed on some towels um, and I rested um, in between contractions and had a little sleep. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's just amazing. I, I knew what position to be in. I was to, to, to make the contractions work to their fullest. Like when I was lying down, you kind of feel like they're not really working and so you'd have to get up on your hands and knees. Or yeah. um, I did quite a few big contractions on the toilet because I did hear that that helps you sort of let go. <laughs> yes, so yes. James was a bit like, hey, is that okay? Is the baby going to go down the toilet? I was like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> so... Oh, my oh yeah, Funny. yeah. So I just remember, yeah. I just remember walking, walking around, um, being on the floor, being on the bed, being in the bathroom, um, drinking water. Um, in my previous labors, I've had quite a lot of vomiting with the with the harder contractions, but mm-hmm. um, with this one, I didn't. I, I I I figured out that if I don't make any noise through the contraction, I I was able to breathe better and not vomit. So that worked mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> so just sort of like working it all out. Um, and then at, I was pretty tired, I'll be honest, because it would have mm. been, you know, from about eight until two in the morning, a fairly, fairly uh, intense labor. Yeah. Um, but the rests between contractions were good. So I would be able to recover and then I'd be ready for the next one. Um, and again, I felt like God was sitting on my bedside table. He was just so near and I was, I was hearing from him about things. <laughs> and I, one time I closed my eyes and um, when a contraction would come, you know how sometimes you see like shapes and patterns in your eyelids? <laughs> yeah. I saw a, I saw um, like kaleidoscope patterns. Wow. Wow. And you know, colors and lights sort of swirling around. And I was like, it's like a kaleidoscope. And I felt God say, this is what, this is what your labor is. It's a beautiful transition from one state of being, which is being pregnant to another state of being, which is having a baby. And the transition is, is, is beautiful. Um, It's sort of shifting shapes and changing, but to see the beauty of it, you've got to look at the light. Oh my Lord. And so I was just like, (laughs) yeah, it was just, it was actually just insane <laughs> and I was just Seriously. like oh god you're right there um wow. and another the second time I saw a picture from god was um I had my eyes closed again and the shapes came again and it was I saw a baby like swimming out of a of a womb <laughs> like yeah. a, like a doing a little frog leg kick just like coming out wow. <laughs> and I was like yeah <laughs> such baby. a funny picture yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, that's just that's just how it's going to be, you know. This baby's oh. going to just, you know, come out. And she's just like swimming out, doing a frog kick, like to <laughs> to push itself out of my womb. <laughs> so that. Wow. So I'm briefly interrupting this episode to talk to you about the original design workshop. So if you are pregnant and looking to prepare for your birth, I would love to speak to you. The birth workshop has 12 chapters and they are all focused towards you experiencing the birth that you were designed for i am so so passionate about women having incredible birth experiences and so we cover all of the topics that you will need to know to have a quicker easier birth so whether it's your first birth or you've already given birth before but you want it to be even better 
I would love to speak to you. So we have free training on there. You can go to original-design.net or just click the link in the show notes and let's talk, let's connect and let's help you have the most beautiful birth experience ever. So yeah, let's jump back into the episode now. Yeah. So yeah, it's it really beautiful. Mm. Like, and then, um, like, sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to say, this is just like, this is like all I want for like every single woman, like right here. This, yeah, I know. It really is. Like, and it's so powerful. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so it's two. Mm, um, it's two. It was two. Yes. Two a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From two until three, um, was great because the contractions were getting really intense, and I knew that something was going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very tired, so I, I at that stage, I think I just I focused and I I held James's hand. He was sort of on the bed, and I was on the floor, and I held his hand, and I kind of he lifted me up a little um, through the contractions. Yeah, and I remember gripping his hand pretty tight. Um, and then I had, it's been the same for all of my births. This is my third one. Um, mm. I had this one crazy transition contraction when I'm like, yes, the baby's coming really soon. <laughs> and it's happened every time when my labors have been quite long and, and quite long and slow, but then at the end it's gone really quick. Yeah. And so it was a very familiar feeling where I felt the head coming down, um, and because before that, I hadn't actually felt any of that transition. Um, mm. But I felt the head coming down and I was like, right, run the shower. This baby's coming out. And so James was like, I'm on it. So he ran the shower. <laughs> um, I hopped in and he was he was a little bit concerned because I, I, I really wanted to be in the water actually um, through the labor, but I didn't want to waste. I didn't want to be in the water for too long because mm. I wasn't sure how long I'd be in labor for. So I thought I'd wait until the end. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so... I went in the shower and I was, and I had, I reckon, three or four crazy uh, transition contractions. Yeah. Um, and James was sort of asking me questions. Are you sure it's okay to be in the shower? Like, and I remember talking him through it, like, it's okay when the baby comes out, I'll just shift my position this way and my hand will be here and I'll pull the baby up this way. And so the baby won't get wet, you know, the baby won't drown or anything like that and he was like yeah. okay okay I, I I sensed he was probably a little bit anxious at that point just like my wife's in the shower pushing out a baby and I don't know whether it's safe or not yeah. <laughs> but um he, he I was so sure I was like it's okay you know I was really reassuring him and after one huge contraction I remember I looked at him and I just grinned like I can do this <laughs> which is so it's so cool because often that's the point where it things are quite intense and you say I can't do this <laughs> yeah but I was so I was just I cannot I cannot explain enough how cool I was with it it was just great I was like I didn't I, no no none of me wanted help at that point I didn't want any nurses or doctors I didn't want to be in a hospital I just was like this is the best it's all going perfectly well it's going to be over soon and I was just really excited so I was on my hands and knees in the shower um, and I felt the head coming down. Um, there was one contraction where I felt if I pushed hard enough, I could probably push the head out. But I thought to myself, no, I think I'd probably do a bit of damage. I might wait a while. 
And so I did. I just sort of held tight through that contraction. And then the next contraction was when the head came out. Um, And Mm -hmm. then I just felt, I just thought, I reckon if I push just a little bit more, I might get the whole baby out. And that's what happened. So I pushed the head out and I took a deep breath and just gave another little squeeze. And she just came out all in one push. (laughs) Wow. And I, I was on, oh yeah, I know it was, it was just so beautiful. Um, and I was on my hands and knees and I sort of, uh, leant back then on, on one hand and, and I caught her with my left hand and then I shifted my weight forward to catch her. And then James came in with a towel and to make sure the baby was warm. But yeah, I, I held it to my chest and I was just like, Ah! <laughs> I just wanted to stay in that shower forever. But James very wisely was like, all right, let's hop out of the shower and make sure you're all warm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's wow. what happened. And it's, yeah, that's when my little, my little Elsie was born and she just looked so perfect. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Oh my goodness. I'm just like, <clears throat> I'm just like shaking my head with like just the perfection. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. What what words do I say after that? Like, what words do you say yeah. after such a p- profound, incredible experience? You know, um, mm. wow. Um, I I love that you even in those little little bits, you're so in tune with with the feelings of what's going on. Like, you know, even that <clears throat> that thought, like, oh, if I just give a little extra squeeze right now baby will come out or like oh I could push the head out right now but I don't think I should like those are the details that like every woman has access to and I just love that yes um they really do make a difference in the experience um Mm. and in the obviously in the post care afterwards and everything like that as well like as you said you know if I push now I could but I think it would it would do more harm than good so I'm not going to do that yeah I just love that um so powerful and I really believe that every single woman has access to that um if they can just learn to listen to yeah it. yeah yeah um, I believe so too and I think your your podcast really helped with that and I actually forget her name it was a lady in America who stayed home for the birth of one of her children and she said something that really stuck with me was that as soon as a person that is sort of in authority like a midwife or a doctor is in the room then you start to sort of doubt yourself yes and listen to them so I thought that's so true because the, the people with you will say, okay, keep pushing or stop pushing or whatever. And, and then you, you, you sort of don't listen to that intu- intuition and you listen to them, which yes. is more often than not quite, quite fine. But uh, yeah, I don't believe I would have known those things if there was somebody else there telling me what to do. So exactly. yeah, it's very yeah. true. I think. Yeah. Mm. I think yeah, that's yeah. um yeah, that's Laura Horn, um, episode five. If anyone wants, yes, to yeah. yeah, she gave birth oh, in her loft. It. Yeah, it was so cool. Um, yeah, yeah I, lo- yeah, I, I love that. It was so beautiful. <laughs> definitely, it's like that whole "be still and know" kind of thing. That concept mm. of like sometimes you have, if there's other voices in the mix, it is a bit harder to tune into that voice. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So wow, amazing. Um, I just like want for a little sec to go back to what you said about the pain thing I just mm-hmm. I, I think that's really um really interesting and powerful um how you can um you can actually choose to surrender to the experience um even if it's you know like in quotation marks like painful um mm. and it can end up being this really profound experience like 
I think, um, yeah, it's interesting how we only have one word to describe pain, but um, yeah, it's such a varied experience and you could feel mm. totally powerless and defeated and feel pain in your body for some particular reason. And, you know, mm. whether in birth or not, um, or you could feel surrendered in control and feel discomfort and pain as well and it's a it's a very different experience um you know or you could be injured with some sort of if you've fallen over or if you've broken an arm or something versus in birth and you know that it's a productive feeling and you know that um, you can you can trust god through it i think it's just Mm -hmm. the word painful is like it, it it comes with so much meaning and it's it's like yeah, so if you have anything else you want to add on your experience of that and, and how you allowed yourself to surrender and anything in that space, I'd just love to hear a little bit more. Yeah. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, there was a bit more to it actually because um, when I was praying about it, I remember I remember feeling like I needed to surrender and mm. I remember praying being like, I give it all to you as long as I don't have to get induced. You know, do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. As long as I don't have to get induced. Yeah, And I felt God just sort of gently nudge me in, in a really loving way. Like, mm. what if I did want you to get induced? What if I did want you to go through something that in your mind isn't ideal or good? What if I do yeah. want you to have an intense experience? Um, what if there's a nurse in a hospital that I want to reach through your birth? What if, mm. you know, I, I just sort of felt him nudge me like, you can't ascribe to me what... Um, what you believe to be good and right because mm. um, the, the scripture came to my mind, uh, my ways are above uh, your ways or his ways are above our ways. Um, yeah, yeah. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And I just thought, Oh, it kind of contradicts a lot of theology that I've been, that I've been uh, enjoying. Like, um, you know, we have so much freedom from, from sin and from pain in this world because we know God. Mm-hmm. And yet there's this element of complexity that I felt like I actually had to surrender to him. And the words, no matter what, were really strong. And I was like, oh, that's actually quite intense. I, I don't mm-hmm. believe he wants I, me to have I love a that. traumatic it, it, experience. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. No, I, I get what you mean, though. It's like I feel like he was nudging you away from conditional um from like a conditional thing it's like it's like you can actually trust me trust me like you don't need to be like this but not this you know you Mm. can just be like Mm. I just like fully let go because otherwise you're still kind of still holding on close fist to like but I definitely don't it's like it's still like a it's kind of like still a version of like trying to protect yourself take yeah against something that you think will be painful but it's like if you can even just trust even trust and trust that to god that's powerful um because then you're fully like no matter what happens i know you got this and you got me like yeah that's so interesting wow um yeah i just had this I, i knew that it would be beautiful and so i thought well that's what i know and so i'm going to actually surrender everything no matter what and so I was happy to say, yes, I will come to the hospital at 42 weeks to be induced because I trust that it is going to be okay. I did fight for that extra time because I felt like I mm. could go into labor naturally. But, yes, yeah. it was, it, it was yeah, letting go of those conditions. And I feel like that was a much bigger lesson in life as well because so much of what's happened in the last two years has been so beyond our control and mm. so much of it seems so wrong or um, 
different to what we believe should be happening. But, um, yeah, I just felt like, it, yeah, it's so applicable to life. <laughs> just surrender no matter what. <laughs> yeah, um, wow. Yeah. So just, amazing. Um, and yeah, it's this new level of trust, I think. Mm, yeah, so good. And for everyone who's listening, like Ali's based in Victoria, so obviously they've been the hardest hit state um i would say um yeah through this whole in terms of lockdown yeah 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 in terms of the restrictions and everything and the social stuff that's going on but um wow yeah that's so so powerful and i feel like it's it's quite interesting that induction was the thing that you were avoid and i Mm -hmm. like and you did avoid it you actually did yeah that's right yeah yeah. And I, I, yeah. I even just wonder if, if you hadn't have let go and surrendered that aspect, you know, like would it have happened? Like, you know, obviously it's, it's speculation. Mm-hmm. We never know. But I just think it's powerful that, that you let go and you ended up getting, you know, probably beyond, beyond, beyond what you could have hoped or imagined, you know, and that's wow, yeah. so amazing. Wow. That's right. And I think, I think the fact that I, I had <clears throat> completely surrendered made me, feel God so much closer because I there was this I felt I felt his pleasure in it and I felt his pleasure in me as I was in labor and I was with him um fully trusting him so I think that really helped me to feel so close to him during that time because I had yeah that there was nothing of myself I don't believe in the way um yeah yeah it was a a very very intimate time with God actually Mm. wow yeah and tell me like what the um because I remember even in the the previous story that you shared um, in episode three um, that, you know, you typically have v- very straightforward um, postpartum, you know, after birth kind of experiences. And, you know, you're kind of like up and at them, you know, quite, you know, soon after giving birth, like that's just what works for you and it, it ends up, you just recover quite quickly. And um, what was it like for this birth and were there any differences or um increases in that area for you um it was it was again pretty good um I I went to hospital after Elsie was born it was pretty funny as soon as she was out I felt like my expertise ended I was like okay now please call an ambulance because I've got this baby (laughs) and I just want to make sure she's okay. It's so funny because, yeah, that that intuition then was sort of like out the window. I was like, is she okay? I don't know. (laughs) So so, um, she was crying and everything, which is, all you know, it was good. Um, So my husband called an ambulance then um, and they were there 10 minutes later. So I think if if I was to do it again, um, I would potentially plan a home birth with, with a midwife there um, just so that after the baby is born, you can rest and relax. Because uh, to be honest, it was a little bit, um, a bit of a hustle bustle after she was born. I didn't get to sort of just really rest in that beautiful postpartum like bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I was blissfully happy, but it was quite bustly because the the paramedics arrived ten minutes later and took mm-hmm. me to hospital. Yeah. Um, James went upstairs and knocked on Zoe's door while he was on the phone to the paramedics, and so she came downstairs not knowing what had happened. So she sort of poked her head around the corner being like, you know, are you okay? Do you need any help? And I was like, look, a baby. There's a baby right now. Yeah, (laughs) she was so excited. So she got a very fresh newborn cuddle and um, she got covered in all kinds of stuff. (laughs) 
she she cleaned she cleaned my bathroom as well when I came home the shower was all clean I was like oh Bless. my goodness what a what a Bless beautiful woman yeah we're not worried that's about right. stuff like that <laughs> yeah yeah wow that's so right. good was... and then once you got home and everything um when mm. did you kind of get to be home and then what was that like um, I was in hospital only for six hours just to they, – they did some tests and they gave me some paperwork. Um, I think they waited for her to do a poo. Um, I just sort of cuddled Elsie then and dozed um, with her. It was quite a lovely time because after the birth then the staff were no longer worried about how it would all go. They were very – they were actually really excited about how it all went. So they were like, well done, that's great. <laughs> yeah, Whereas amazing. Two- yeah, so good, so good. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, totally. Um, They're tr- tr- as soon as the risk to them like is gone, there's like there's oh I don't need to be afraid anymore, and so they can just they can fully focus into that like loving empath thing that is what they actually are there for. So that's so good. yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah, it was good. So um, I got home um, the next morning, so it would have been Monday morning at about ten o'clock, um, and I got to spend a beautiful couple of days just with my kids. Um, people popped in to drop off meals. Um, it was still very, it was still very strict lockdown. So, um, we technically couldn't have visitors, but plenty of people still came to, to care for me, um, which was, I believe, completely permissible. Um, and it was kind of nice, actually, it, lots of people pop in when you should be napping or (laughs) doing something else. So only a very select few people came like my sisters and my mother-in-law, um, they came to spend time with my children and to cook for me. Um, we had James around and Zoe around. So it was it was a That's beautiful great. time of community. Yeah, it was really mm. good actually to just have that, that select few people who you really love and just absolutely adore being around and people who your children love. Um, yeah. So, yes, I felt, I felt very supported. Um, I didn't have to cook for probably three or four weeks after she was born, just – yeah, it was it was really beautiful. Um, wow. I felt the the adjustment to a third child more than I expected. Mm. I remember with with Eva two months after she was born, I felt like this was my new normal and I've got this. But with Elsie, I reckon it took six months before I was like, I got this because it's just <laughs> so much work. Yeah, know, people, right? people sort of say, yeah, it was. It sort of took me by surprise. I was like, oh wow, this is really busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I know. it's like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's definitely yeah. something that's understated. The um, going between from zero to one, one to two, two to three. There's still big transitions, and some of them feel like bigger leaps than others. So yeah, that's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so. Good. But um, she fed. She fed perfectly. Um, probably best. Best out of all of them. Mm. She was very beautiful, settled baby. So I I did very well in terms of um rest and sleep um had a couple of minor meltdowns as you do in the first week <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> because yeah. your hormones are going crazy and, and you just feel really overwhelmed and you're quite tired, but um, yeah, yeah, pretty good. And my body, my body took a little longer to recover as well. Um, yeah. I reckon a year later and I'm only just feeling sort of normal and whole again. Um, mm, but I think yeah. that's just a matter of um, an, another, another pregnancy, another child, an extra couple of years on your age. So um, yeah. But yeah, overall, um, things have gone very smoothly. Just probably taken a little longer to recover. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well. Mm. Oh, so so good. Um. Well, we might we might leave it there. Is there any other just final things you want to say to anyone? I feel like that is just such oh. a gift. Such a gift. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So no beautiful. worries. So yeah. Just just trust just trust God. I just think you know He will tell you what you need. If mm. you need help, He'll tell you, and you can get help. You know, just trust God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. Cannot thank you enough for coming on and chatting to us, Ali. I really, really appreciate you um, in this time. No worries. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, until next week, guys. Um, yeah, we'll be coming to you with some more birth stories. I've got a few lined up. So, yeah, keep listening. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks so much, Ali, for coming on. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.